Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm Tyler Fertel alongside my co-host, Campbell Klein and Dima McCalm. And today we have a very special episode for you all. We're going over the top 10 free agents for this offseason. The draft happened last, last week. The uh, free agency hap- starts this week. So we're prepared to have a great week in the NBA. So let's get right into it. Uh, I think this is undoubtedly the number one player on the list of the Los Angeles Clippers. It is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's a defensive monster, great on the offensive side of the ball. He's been an all-star for the past, I don't even know how many years, but great player. There's no conversation for who's number one on this list. So he's rumored to want to return to the Clippers and that the Clippers obviously want him. So that's what the expectation is. I'm going to personally say he does return to the Clippers. I think it'll be a three or four year deal. Actually, maybe I'm, I'll say two to three year deal. I don't know. I feel like he might want to see if they do have that, uh, finals caliber potential uh the next two to three years maybe uh player option after the second year uh but that's my prediction I think he stays with the Clippers gives it one more shot with them and then maybe looks elsewhere after that what do you guys think um uh, Kawhi just declined his player option for uh, I think 35 million dollars so he's gonna be able to have a fresh start with whichever team he wants to have uh, a chance with and I think he's I agree with you Tyler I think he's gonna go back to the Clippers I think he's just gonna sign the Supermax four years plus a player option at the end. So it'll be a five-year deal technically. Um, He's basically not going to play for most of next season, most likely. So, I mean, he'll get a lot of time to rest, recover from that uh, ACL injury he had. But yeah, I'm going to go with Kawhi. Uh, I'm going to keep it short. I think he's going to resign with the Clippers on a huge deal. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I don't think there's any overthinking this one. I think he's just going to stick in LA. That's where he's wanted to be all his life. And I think he's... I'm going to agree with Dean. I think he's just going to sign the Supermax and not worry about it. Yeah, obviously it makes sense that he's signing this new deal, whether it's uh, a two- or three-year deal, maybe just to see where their odds are at in the next couple of years for the finals or just sign the Supermax and get over the four- or five-year deal with. Uh, I feel like he doesn't – I mean, obviously with a player of his caliber, this doesn't really happen, but he doesn't want to play – he doesn't want to accept the deal and then have to play under like a contract here where he's looking – into free agency next year to see, oh, can I still get the Supermax after this year? Will teams still want that? I don't think he wants to go there. I think he just wants to secure his time with the Clippers, whether it's two to three years or five years, because obviously he's a really special player, a top 10 player in the NBA, top five, arguably. So Kawhi Leonard, number one player on this list. Uh, Let's move on to the second player on this list, a player who made the finals for the first time in his career last year, Chris Paul, otherwise known as CP3. CP3 played for the Suns this past year. It's rumored that he wants to return to the Suns. He did decline his player option today, uh, but you never know. He might leave. That would be a surprise to basically everyone, but the expectation is he's going to stay. Dean, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short on this one too. I think CP3 is going to stay. I think he just wanted more uh, security with how much money he's making since he declined that uh, one-year player option, obviously, today. And I think he just wants to be able to make sure that he's getting paid for the foreseeable future because it's not looking like he's going to get any better. I mean, he had an amazing season this year, but I think he just wants to secure his bag for as long as possible. So I think he's going to sign a longer deal with the Phoenix Suns and return to Phoenix and hopefully try and run it back with them next year. Uh, yeah, Chris Paul is uh, definitely staying in Phoenix. All of his Instagram posts are saying, like, can't give up now, run it back next year, whatever. He's going to re-sign in Phoenix pretty much without a doubt. 
People thought that he might uh, have wanted to join LeBron and AD in LA before they did trade for Russell Westbrook, but obviously that is not an option anymore. They don't have uh, any of the sign and trade assets. They don't have the money. I mean, it's just obviously just not going to work out. And for me, same thing with Campbell and Dean. He's going to resign in Phoenix. I think that's probably going to be a max contract, probably four years, uh, something around that. So that's my expectation for him. That's all our expectations for him, for him to re-sign in Phoenix uh, for the next three to four years. Uh, okay, let's move on to the first player where there's not like an expectation for where he is to go. There's a favorite, but there's not an expectation. This player is former Raptors point guard, Kyle Lowry. Uh, Lowry is expected, nor not expected, but the favorites for him, the odds are pointing towards the Miami Heat. They're the front runner for him right now. But there are, I would say, five, six teams that are in the race for him currently, and it could always turn into more. Uh, Campbell, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the front runner, as you said, in uh, the Miami Heat. They didn't really – so they were looking for a guard last year and like Victor Oladipo, which obviously didn't work out as he got injured. And I think they're going to sort of go after Kyle Lowry to replace what they wanted Victor Oladipo to do, as I think we can all agree Kyle Lowry's on another level compared to Victor Oladipo. So I think uh, they're going to go after him and just Miami in general is going to bring Victor Oladipo, or excuse me, I think Miami in general and South Beach is going to bring Kyle Lowry their way. Yeah, I've been going back and forth a lot on this prediction because uh, at first, originally, I thought he might uh, head to a team like the Pelicans or the Knicks. But now seeing all these heat reports and Goran Dragic uh, getting his player option picked up, which obviously he's not worth $20 million. So it seems like they're trying to work out a sign and trade. We saw what happened with Montrez, remember? Yeah, it it looks like that it's going to be a sign and trade. But also the Raptors, interestingly enough, they didn't take a point guard. They didn't take Jalen Suggs in the draft. So there's also, in the back of my mind, there's a slight chance that I think Kyle Lowry returns to the Raptors. But I'm going to have to agree with Campbell. I think he's going to go to the Heat. There's no way the Heat would just pick up Goran Goran Dragic's $20 million player option after having a horrible season and not having some intention to maybe sign and trade him for Kyle Lowry. So I think Lowry gets signed and traded to the Miami Heat. That's my prediction. Uh, yeah, I saw that today, which makes me think that he's going to re, uh, he's going to get signed and traded to the Heat. But I think there are also a couple other teams. Uh, going back to what you said about the Raptors taking Scotty Barnes over uh, Jalen Suggs, I don't think that's it, that it's maybe they think Larry will stay with them. I think that they probably just have Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs on their draft board. I mean, some teams apparently didn't like Suggs that much compared to some other players that had higher upside in their opinion. So I think Scotty Barnes going there obviously was a surprise. But I don't think it's like, oh, they think Larry's going to stay, so they didn't draft Suggs because obviously Larry isn't the future at that position for either them or a team. He's probably just a replacement for the next three to four years, at least in my uh, opinion. But I think the Heat are a very likely option. Obviously, we saw what Goran Dragic did there, uh, picked up his player option, which indicates sort of sign and trade. But I also like the fit he has with the Mavericks. They have the cap space after trading Josh Richardson, which makes me think they're going to go after a player in free agency, whether it's maybe resigning Tim Hardaway Jr. on a bigger deal, maybe going after a player like Lonzo Ball or Spencer Dinwiddie. But my indication, other than the Heat, I think that the Mavericks are the most likely option. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mavericks in this scenario just because I feel that 
that free agency clearing along with the fit there. I mean, they need the defense. They could use another three-point shooter around him. Uh, I mean, around Luka Doncic. So I feel like the fit is there. The money is there. Other than the distraction of that uh, of the Heat sign and trade, I feel like the Mavericks are a good option for Kyle Lowry. I think that it's an appealing option. So you know what? He's going to be definitely one to watch uh, in the next couple of weeks, maybe this week, uh, whether he goes to the Heat, whether he goes to the – uh, Mavs, there are a couple other teams there too, but different predictions from Campbell and Dean and me, but uh, we'll see. Moving on to another player, another player who kind of stood out in the playoffs this past year, John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks. The expectation is gonna, he's going to re-sign with the Hawks, but you know what? You never know. He might go to another place where, I mean, I don't know. Would he get a, more money at another place? I, I just, I, I don't really know. So how it works is he's restricted. He's a restricted free agent. So any team can offer him basically just like an oil free agent, but the Hawks have the ability to match any deal he gets and he has to go back to the Hawks. So, okay. That's I'm going to start here. He's going to, he's going to stay with the Hawks. <laughs> I think that now the Hawks, start. Yeah, yeah. I think that the Hawks made too good of a run to just let John Collins go because he's, he was such a crucial piece to them doing so well in the playoffs. And if, if John Collins, somehow ends up not returning to the Hawks, the Hawks are probably not going to be very good next year, especially compared to how good they were this year. I mean, they have Onyeka, but Onyeka is going to be out for maybe the first half of the year. So I definitely think that John Collins is coming back. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think John Collins is staying. The dynamic duo of Trey Young and John Collins really flourished in, uh, in the playoffs, which is what the Hawks have been looking for. Uh, the surrounding cast also did really well, but I feel like a main part of that Hawks run was Trey Young playing really well, but then John Collins being able to back him up and be the second option. And I feel like the Hawks like that. They want that for their future. So I think even if it's a really a high deal for a player that's maybe not all-star caliber yet, I think that they take it because he still has a lot of upside. He can help the Hawks make a run to the finals. And yeah, that's my perspective. Campbell? Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, you guys. I think that they just had too good of a playoff run to sort of tear Trey Young and uh, John Collins apart right now. I think they sort of have to give it a shot, whether or not they think he's worth the money that they have to match. I think they have uh, no other option than to, you know, run it back with that duo. Okay, now moving on to a player that in our group chat we've talked about that is asking for a little bit too much money compared to some other players. Uh, this is Spencer Dinwiddie who had a bad injury this past year. I think, what was it? ACL. I think it was ACL. Yeah, it was ACL uh, was out. Yeah. Uh, he was out basically the whole year, uh, but he's looking to bounce back. I think he wants close to $25 million, which is a lot for a player that, I mean, he's shown flashes, but he hasn't been outstanding throughout his career, but I'm a fan of Spencer Dinwiddie. I think that he can definitely be an all-star caliber player in the league, but uh, we'll see where he goes. It's going to be interesting to see if he's just going to look for the most money he can, which seems like it, or he's going to try to go to con uh, to a contender where he's going to be the starting point guard or shooting guard. So, uh, Campbell, we'll start with you here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to go to the Mavericks. I think that uh, the Mavericks are going to pursue Dinwiddie as sort of like a second option scorer to uh, obviously Luka Doncic. One thing that sort of scares me is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's three-point shooting. It hasn't been uh, all too good over his career. I think he sort of maxed out at like 35% in his best season, which is uh, nothing special for a guard. But uh, yeah, I think that the Mavericks are going to take a chance on him and uh, 
give him that money he's asking for as a sort of second option. Um, yeah, there are obviously many teams that Dinwiddie could end up going to. I think this is definitely a toss-up, the, the biggest toss-up out of all the free agents we've mentioned so far. But I'm going to go with a team that definitely has the cap space to make this work, and I'm going to go with the New York Knicks. Um, I know the New York Knicks maybe isn't that enticing to Dinwiddie as they're probably not going to win the championship or compete for one, but at least they can compete for a playoff spot. They're uh, in need for a point guard as – they were expected to take a point guard in the draft. They didn't. They took a shooting wing. Um, I think he can slide right into that uh, starting point guard role. He's going to have a big role, so I think he'll enjoy that, and he'll get the money he wants, so I think it's a win-win for both sides. He's. I think he's a pretty solid player. I think he, he can average uh, uh, near 20 points per game, so I, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to the Knicks. I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, like a player like Kyle Lowry, who was also rumored to go to the Lakers before they traded for Russell Westbrook, uh, I like the fit with the New York Knicks here for Spencer Dinwiddie. Obviously, like you said, they can give him the money. They have the room uh, to fit him at point guard or shooting guard. I feel like he can play both. He played both uh, in his time with the Nets. He played point guard before Kyrie was there, and then when Kyrie was there, he played shooting guard. So he's kind of versatile with those two spots. So just depending how uh, the Knicks want to use Emmanuel quickly and Derrick Rose if they re-sign him uh, in the years to come, I feel like that's how uh, – They'll use they'll use Spencer Dinwiddie just the other position. So I like the fit here. Uh, the Knicks need more scoring from other players. I mean Julius Randle and a little bit of Emmanuel quickly were their most consistent scores this past season. Uh, they need that second option alongside Julius Randle, and I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie provides that option with this upside to still become an All Star player because I don't think the Knicks are going to sign an all-star player this offseason. I don't think it's their time to yet. They're still building to become a contender, but I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie is that player that he's in between his kind of coming up range and his prime range. And I feel like the Knicks can really develop him so he can get the best prime he can. So I feel like I like the fit here with the Knicks. I like the money situation for them. So I'm going to go with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie going to the Knicks, like Dean said. So Let's move on to the next player, another veteran who is uh, looking to maybe go to a contender, also rumored to maybe want to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, but now they can't sign him, don't have the money. It is DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he's another player where it's not really known where he's going to go. I mean, he's been rumored to go to multiple teams. So what do you guys have to say about DeMar DeRozan? Kim, we'll start with you. Uh, sorry, I'm going to let Dean go first on this one. I think it's a given that DeMar DeRozan is out of San Antonio. I think I saw an interview of him expressing how he wants to compete for a championship. And I think his time in San Antonio is done. Um, they're trying to, I think, go for a younger, they're trying to develop their young guys. And I think DeMar DeRozan is uh, definitely going to want to compete for a championship at this point, since he hasn't uh, really gotten that close to winning one or getting close to really even getting in the playoffs uh, as of late. So I think he is going to go to the Dallas Mavericks. I think he's going to be right next to Luka Doncic in that backcourt. He could potentially play the three, but I really like that backcourt potentially of Luka and DeMar DeRozan because Luka provides that shot creating and shooting while DeMar provides that slashing and finishing. I really like that fit between them. And I think that Dallas with this signing could be a super, super dangerous team. I know last year I predicted them to be a very high seed in the Western Conference, but I think that could definitely solidify them as a top four team in the West and definitely be a finals contender and cause trouble for teams like the Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers, if Kawhi's healthy, 
uh, et cetera. So I think he will go to the Mavericks this offseason. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Knicks as the team DeMar DeRozan will play for next year. Uh, sort of the same reasons that you and Tyler said for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. They just have a lot of cap space to uh, spend somewhere. And I think DeMar DeRozan can solve a lot of their problems. DeMar, I mean, he's he's a veteran player. He's really done it all in this league. And uh, yeah, he won't really be competing for a championship in New York, which I think he'd like to do. But uh, I think I still think that's where it's going to end up after coming off a pretty solid season this last year, averaging upwards of 20 on a play-in team, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a borderline playoff team, they barely missed out whether it was playing or they were just outside of it. I think uh, DeMar's going to end up with the Knicks. Um, I like the fit with both of these teams. I especially like the fit with the Mavericks, but since I already have Kyle Lowry going to the Mavericks, I don't think that leaves enough room for them to sign DeMar DeRozan too. Uh, Another team that I think he's going to go to, and I think the best fit for probably uh, for him is probably the Los Angeles Lakers. He's from, uh, sorry, not the Los Angeles Lakers. I misspoke. The Los Angeles Clippers. I would like him to go to the Lakers if they had the cap room, but I think the Clippers are his next best option just because they have, I think they have a decent amount of cap room to play with. And they're, I don't think so, but they could, maybe he likes, I mean, he he would always take a little bit of a pay cut if he needed to. He's going home. I mean, there are a lot of factors that I think make him appeal to go to LA. I feel like the Lakers are probably his first option, but they all obviously went uh, through with their Russell Westbrook trade. So they don't have cap space to use on a superstar or a good player in free agency. So uh, I feel like DeMar DeRozan is going to be happy if he goes to the Clippers. He returns home. He's on an immediate contender, assuming they re-sign Kawhi Leonard too. This remains a team that will be a top seed in the Western Conference. So if the Clippers can get a big three of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and DeMar DeRozan, I definitely think they're going to be happy with that uh, because if you see in the NBA nowadays, the best teams seem to have a a nice little big three that uh, bring them closer to championships. So I think that the Clippers are going to try to join that and they're going to take DeMar DeRozan in free agency. So yeah, those are our opinions on DeMar DeRozan. Moving on to the number seven guy on our list. This guy used to play on the Lakers, got traded in the Anthony Davis trade. Point guard, a player I know Dean really likes, Lonzo Ball, related to Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball, who outshines him. Uh, so Lonzo Ball, he is rumored to not want to stay with the Pelicans. I think they declined his option last year, so he's probably leaving. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say other than that. Dean will have you start here because I know you're a big Lonzo Ball guy. What do you have to say? Um, yeah, so the Pelicans opted not to re-sign Lonzo last year, so now he's, uh, he's well, he is restricted, but it's likely that he does leave because I think the Pelicans want to go in a different direction. They drafted Kyra Lewis in the lottery last year. I think Lonzo's out of New Orleans. There's still a chance he could stay. I think it's a mistake that the Pelicans are making by letting him walk for nothing, but I do think he's going to leave. And a team that's been rumored a lot to have their eyes on him or be the front runner for him is the Chicago Bulls. I think that Kobe White hasn't really worked out in Chicago, although he showed uh, a lot of flashes in his rookie season. He sort of declined as a player during his sophomore year. He wasn't very good last year. And I think that Lonzo Ball could be the long-term replacement for Kobe White. I think Kobe White's a perfect six man. I don't know if he's starting caliber, especially on the Bulls team that is basically desperate to make the playoffs. 
as Zach Levine's a free agent next year. So I think they're going to go out and make an aggressive move to sign Lonzo Ball. He could play really well with the pick in the pick and roll and the pick and pop with Vucevic. You can also spread the floor. So I like Lonzo going to the Bulls. I think it's a mistake, like I mentioned before, the Pelicans letting him walk if they do let him walk. But I think he is going to walk and go to the Chicago Bulls next year. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with Dean in saying Lonzo's going to go to the Bulls. Reportedly, they're willing to offer him $80 million. It's hard for Lonzo Ball to turn all of that down, especially in a good situation like uh, Chicago, which is really coming up with uh, young players. So I think uh, that's the obvious team for Lonzo. Uh, obviously, uh, once again, this relies on uh, where other people go. Uh, but I'm also going to agree with them. I'm going to go Lonzo goes to Chicago. But I also think that if Dinwiddie potentially goes another direction, maybe if Kyle Lowry goes to the Heat and Dinwiddie goes to the Knicks, I f- oh, sorry, Dinwiddie goes to the Mavs, I feel like Lonzo, uh, another good option for Lonzo is definitely the Knicks if uh, it sets up that way. I feel like it's going to be a two-man race if Dinwiddie doesn't go to the Knicks uh, for Lonzo and the Knicks and the Bulls. But I think it's going to end up being the Bulls where uh, where all the chips lie. But a big-name organization, whether it's the Bulls or the Knicks, I think is good for Lonzo, that big market. Uh, and I feel like in both organizations, um, it's really a good fit. They have the money to give him. And like Dean said, he could do the pick and pop with either Julius Randle or uh, Nikola Vucevic. But I feel like where the chips lie in this scenario, I feel like the Bulls are going to be the place he goes. He's rumored to want to go there. They're rumored to give him a lot of money. And if they want to really set up that future and they sign Zach Levine to an extension, I feel like having that three of uh, Lonzo, Zach Levine, and Vucevic for them will make them more certain about their future. I think that they might lose marketing. They might keep them. So that's another chip that they're uh, they're that they're going to be invested in into the uh, – free agency uh, weeks, but definitely think that Lonzo is something to watch with the Bulls. Uh, but obviously everything that we're saying relies on where other players go. So everything, one player goes somewhere where they're not expected to go, everything could go differently. That's the thing. So that's the great thing about free agency. Uh, let's move on to, is this, he's our first center on the list, I just realized, in uh, Cavs big Jarrett Allen. They recently drafted Evan Mobley. Uh, in the first round, the third overall pick, which makes it seem that Jared Allen might not stay. Although they have, uh, it has been reported that they might want to play a two-center uh, offense with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley both in it, which would be an interesting thing to watch uh, because they're both like seven-footers. So that would be definitely cool to see. But uh, where do you guys think Jared Allen goes? Campbell, we'll start with you here. Um, I think the Cavs are going to hold on to Jared Allen personally and uh see how this year plays out i think jared allen's just too young and had too good of a second half last year with the Cavs after being traded there from brooklyn to just let him walk right away i mean he's still such a young player and has so much potential i don't think i don't think they can possibly give up on him this early he's going into only his fifth season they have no idea what he could be in the future i think it's just too early to let him go for some rookie, Evan Mobley, who they have no clue how he's going to be. If Evan Mobley has a really bad rookie season, I'm not. they're not going to give up on Evan Mobley either, but they would feel uh, pretty dumb if Evan Mobley had a bad season and they traded away Jared Allen, who's still growing as a player. Um, 
wow, Campbell actually might have swayed my pick one one different way, but I still think originally I was going to go with the Cavs, but I want to throw some parody in this. I think that Evan, sorry, not Evan Mobley. I think that Jared Allen will go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, Jared Allen is another one of those 2017 guys in the first round, so they're all restricted. So the Cavs basically can match anything they want. But since the Thunder, I mean, they're a little wishy-washy on all of their guys except Shea, who I think is definitely solidified there. And now that they have – wait, who'd they take? Can someone remind me? Who'd they take? Oh, Josh Giddy. They took Josh Giddy. My bad. They took Josh Giddy. I think those are not the only two safe guys, but I think that Josh Giddy and uh, Shea are there to stay for now, at least. I think that they go out and get someone like Jared Allen, who's a young center, who he had such a good season last year, so underrated in my opinion. I mean, I am on my fantasy team, so I'm a little biased, but uh, Jared Allen, he's one of the best defensive centers in the NBA, especially in the paint. He's trying to, I, I've seen him, he's trying to develop that jump shot, but he's really dominant in the paint. I think the Thunder might take a look at him and say, hey, we might as well take a shot on this kid because he's still super, super young. I believe he's like 23 or something. And he had such a good season last year and no one's really talking about him. I say we offer him north of $20 million and the Cavs don't really want to match that because they have another center on their roster. So I think he goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um. I'm going to go with another team that you guys didn't say. I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors. They don't have a big on their team other than, I think, Chris Boucher. And I feel like the Raptors always seem to want to be contenders. They don't They don't ever go into, like, a rebuilding period, at least in not in my knowledge. So I feel that getting their big that could be their big for the next three, four, five years is important to them. Uh, and I feel like he could help be the cornerstone of their franchise uh, alongside Scotty Barnes and Fred Van Vliet because, you know what? He's a great defensive player. The uh, the Raptors have always thrived on their defense. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet's a good defender. Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kawhi Leonard's defense was a big reason they also won the uh, championship too. So I feel like getting another defensive player in there, a player who they could maybe get for less than some other uh, centered free agents, uh, who bigs uh, in the upcoming years. I feel like Jared Allen's a good option for them. He's what they want in a big man, and they definitely need one. So I'm going to go Jared Allen to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, now we're going to go Dennis Schroeder. He's a really interesting one because after uh, after the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook, it's really a question what's going to happen with Schroeder because I, I personally thought that we were going to re-sign him before uh, the trade for Westbrook. But now – if he's asking for 100 to $120 million in free agency, I don't really know if we can give that to a sixth man uh, because he's not going to start. I mean, Westbrook's starting, and I don't think he's going to play shooting guard, but I, I, it's just a lot more up in the air now that his future with the Lakers isn't determined. So uh, what do you guys have to say about Schroeder? Campbell, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Schroeder's going to be staying in L.A. I just think he has a, too big of an ego to uh, go from a starter back to a sixth man behind uh, Russell Westbrook. So uh, I think the team I'm going to have him going to is the Boston Celtics, sort of in need of another guard. I mean, I don't love uh, Marcus Smart running the one for that team, so I think that's a good fit for him. And I mean, if you just look at this team and you see Dennis Schroeder, Jalen Brown, by the way, how long is, uh, is Jalen Brown going to be out to start the season? No, 
No. Okay, so I'm not really sure. Dennis Schroeder, Jalen Brown, Evan Fournier, Josh Richardson, whoever you want there. Jason Tatum and I guess Robert Williams. I think that's a really strong lineup. And then you have Al Horford coming off the bench who essentially got a whole year to rest as the Thunder didn't want to play him last year. So uh, I think that could be a dangerous uh, dangerous rotation. And I think uh, Dennis would really round it out well for them. Yeah, I think that he there's definitely, definitely a possibility he leaves LA. And I know he has quite the ego, which was definitely displayed during all these free agency talks, how he wants so much money. But at the end of the day, I think the Lakers are going to end up persuading him to stay. The Lakers can do something many other teams can't, and that's literally throw so much money at him since they do have bird rights to retain him on their team. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about Dennis Schroeder coming back if he does. But He's I, unrestricted, though. I know right? he's unrestricted, but the Lakers have bird rights on him, meaning they can go under the cap, which they already are, to sign him. So they can basically throw however much money they want on him technically. So I think Dennis Schroeder will end up coming back. I think he, LeBron will have a talk with him. You're going to have a reduced role, but we still want you on this team. And I, I think it would be a huge loss for the Lakers, even though he wasn't very good this year. I think it would be a huge loss if the Lakers didn't keep him. So I think he will return to the Lakers next year. I'm just, as a Lakers fan and seeing what Schroeder's comments were and how he wanted to be the starter all along, I just... I'm not convinced he's going to be satisfied with that six-man role, even though he could be making a pretty decent amount of money, uh, probably the most for a bench player in the NBA if we do end up resigning him. But I don't think he'll be satisfied with the bench role. I think that he's going to leave, and I think he's going to go to a team where he has some former teammates on who just got traded, and that's going to be the Washington Wizards, who are in need of a point guard now uh, without Russell Westbrook. Uh, they have the cash base. They got rid of Westbrook. They have the room to take in Dennis Schroeder's con- uh, contract. And they, Bradley Beal and the Wizards have said, or Bradley Beal wants to say, and the Wizards are committed to getting him the surrounding cast to potentially make a run. I feel like Schroeder's the kind of player that if he does develop his offensive game a little more, can do more things in the isolation offense, do more things on his own, then he can really be a good player in the NBA. I mean, he's great on the defensive side of the ball. If he, I mean, obviously he was good on the offensive side of the ball. If he can shine a little bit more on that Washington Wizards team, I feel like he really can establish himself. So I like the fit there with uh, Schroeder and the Wizards, him alongside Bradley Beal. Uh, I definitely think that if they do get Schroeder and they create that one-two combo of Beal and Schroeder, I feel like Bradley Beal will be close to satisfied. Obviously they need, need a little more, a little couple of more pieces. They still have Avdia and Hachimura who are, young and uh a couple other players so uh yeah i feel like that's a good option for the wizards to go after free agency and i feel like if they can give schroeder the money he wants he'll go there so yeah that's my perspective on him anyone else have anything to add okay let's move on to number 10 on our list a player who has been the most injury prone player probably in the nba uh over the past couple of years i mean you just got to feel bad for him at this point. It's Victor Oladipo who got traded to the Miami Heat at the end of the year. I mean, if you look at him over the past couple of years, I doubt he's played more than like, what, 30 games in a season? Like, it's he's a very talented player and an all-star caliber player when he's healthy. He just can never stay healthy, which is uh, sad for him. Dean, where do you think he's going to go in free agency? All right. Now, I... 
I had a prediction earlier, which was the Miami Heat coming back, but I, I really, I'm really debating between the Heat and a team that might just take an take a shot on him, one year deal, maybe like near 20 million, just one year, just to see how he is. Maybe a team, you know, what, I'm gonna stick with. I think I'm I'm gonna go with the Sacramento Kings. I know this is a very controversial one. This is a team that could, like, they they sort of want to make the playoffs. They want De'Aaron Fox to be happy. He signed that super max last season and they have a developing Tyrese Halliburton and they have a few other good pieces on their team. They drafted Davian Mitchell. I think they take a shot on someone like Victor Oladipo. I, I, I think it's really hard to predict someone like this because no one really knows where his market value is right now. But I think a team like, uh, I think a team like the Kings could take a shot on him. I think a team like who else, maybe the wizards could even take a shot on him. Someone, uh, I think Tyler mentioned that before. So I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings. It's a very controversial one. And it's probably, this is probably my worst, my worst prediction out of them all, but Hey, it'll, it'll be cool if he ends up going to the Kings somehow. And yeah, I think he's going to go to the Sacramento Kings. Hey Dean, this is probably my weirdest take too, but you never know. I'm, I'm not sure if the cap situation works out here, but like you said, if a team wants to take a shot on him, on a one-year deal, I think this is the perfect team to do so. It is the New York Knicks. They have a gap at the shooting guard small forward position. They could really... RJ, I forgot. Small forward, RJ. I guess. Small forward, small forward. They have small him. forward. I mean, they had like Alec Burke starting there, so they could use a Victor Oladipo there for a year. Uh, for a year. Um, I feel like if Victor Oladipo is looking to get his name out there, looking to shine, get back in a huge market, play on a, in a contract year what is a better place to do it than new york and i feel like it's a win-win situation for all worst things come to worst the knicks let him go after this year i mean they don't lose much in this scenario uh because i don't think they'll be getting like a huge superstar this uh off season like i said before so i feel like unless they somehow pull Kawhi leonard out of their pocket and get him but i don't think that's happening in my perspective maybe andrew is a different thought but personally i don't think so uh but i feel like Victor Oladipo wins in the scenario, can shine in the Big Apple, the biggest place for basketball probably in the world. And uh, the Knicks get a player that has high upside for the season. If it doesn't work out, he's gone the next year. So that's my perspective on Victor Oladipo. Uh, before we end this episode, I just want to uh, bring up some other players that are free agents, maybe to watch Mike Conley, who's expected to return to the Utah Jazz, Otto Porter Jr., who was traded to the Orlando Magic, obviously – not much is known about how good he could be in the future, but still a name to watch. Another great name to watch is Tim Hardaway Jr. Had a great playoffs in that one series for the Mavericks. Look for him. They probably get a either a big deal from the Mavericks or maybe go elsewhere if they decide to sign someone else. Uh, a player had a great playoffs too. Bobby Portis, Evan Fournier, uh, Kelly Oubre. You mentioned Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. That is another great one. Uh, me and Dean are big fans of Sean Holmes. Uh, he's another player to watch. And then Derek Rose, the veteran, who's probably expected to return to the Knicks. I think he's probably going to return to the Knicks, but still a name to watch. Uh, so, yeah, why I'm looking at a list right now for agents and Scott Brooks, the Wizards coach, is on it, which makes no sense to me, but he's on it. So I guess that's the name to watch in the free agency market. Uh and so, oh, and Laurie Markkinen, who's a free agent. I think he's restricted, but still. Uh, still he's probably not going back to the Bulls. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's another name to watch. So uh, that is going to do it all for this episode of At The Buzzer. A bit of a long one, but an exciting one. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We appreciate it. Go follow us at AT Buzzer Podcast 
on Tik or on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can listen to all our podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and watch on YouTube. So thank you all for listening or watching, and we will see you next time.